0: green junkie. I'm your host, Stephanie Morem, And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Lacey about eco-friendly tips for busy parents. Lacey is a wife, mom of two, and an eco-blogger. On her blog, she teaches practical eco-friendly tips to help busy women live with the environment in mind. Sometime after completing her undergraduate degree in environmental science, she married her middle school sweetheart and now has two amazing children who are two years old and 11 months. Lacey loves coffee, reading, home-cooked meals, and finding ways to decrease her environmental impact. If you love learning new ways you can reduce your impact on the environment, please subscribe to my Green Junkie podcast on whatever platform you get your podcasts. That way you never miss another Green Living episode. Hi, Lacey. Thank you so much for
1: being here. Hey, thank you so much for having me.
0: You're very, very welcome. So let's dive right in. I'd love for you to tell me a little bit more about yourself, you know, maybe about your family and how you came into this green space. Like, I know you have your environmental science degree, but even before that, how did you become passionate about sustainability and the environment?
1: Yeah, so that was a great intro, by the way. Thank you very much. So I did not really even think of myself as part of the environment or think about nature, honestly, until my senior year of high school. And I read this book as a summer assignment for my AP environmental science class called Silent Spring. By Rachel Carson, come to find out it like kicked off the environmental movement in the seventies, but I was so fascinated by reading this book. I, for the first time thought, Oh, my actions impact the environment. I I just, I never considered it before. And it just kind of kicked off this interest in environmental science to me. I think for the first time I asked my parents, I'm like, do we recycle? Why, why don't we recycle? (laughs) I remember my parents were so annoyed with me because I was starting to point out things in the house that I wanted us to change or things that we could do differently. And so when I went to college, I didn't even know that people could major in environmental science or people could have careers in this. And so, you know, when you get to college and you see all of these options, I'm taking these classes and I realize, oh, I can actually... I could do something with this. I can turn my interest and my passion into a career. And that really just kicked off everything for me that realization uh, and really just submerging myself in environmental education.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, I love hearing all the different stories about all the guests that I speak to, how they got started. You know, some people it's, I went to school or I was young and my parents were like this, or I had kids and I need to change my whole life because that's my story. Um, (laughs) I just love hearing all the different stories. And so you got your environmental, you know, your environmental science degree and Did you jump right after you graduated? Was this like the career you wanted? Is, you know, you have a blog. Is this a side gig, your blog? Is this like, you know, your full time um, and also having your littles at home with you? Like how did,
1: how does that all fit together now? Yeah, that's a great question. So when I graduated, I ended up getting an internship in my local area and it was an environmental education, but I didn't really, I didn't really understand what it was. I knew that I would be working for a local city and I knew that I would be doing something in environmental science, but you know, it's an internship, so they're not incredibly descriptive. (laughs) And so my parents, you know, I didn't really want to come back home, but my dad's like, listen, you're not going to make a ton of money. You might as well just live here for free and figure yourself out. And, and that's what I did. It was the best advice ever because it really kicked off my career. So I was able to learn more about how to inspire behavior change. And it really just set off my career in environmental science. So I currently still do work as an environmental educator for a local agency in my area. And on the side, I have my blog where I talk about eco-friendly tips for busy parents. And that is really like a passion project of mine. I started it almost three years ago now, but originally it started as just an outlet for me because I was going through some postpartum anxiety and I just, I needed to just have an outlet and I started blogging and I was blogging about any and everything, whatever came to my mind. And then I would say about a year ago is when I really decided I want to take my passions and I want to be able to help inspire other people to live a green life, even though they're busy parents.
0: I started my blog when my daughter, when I, right after I had my daughter as well, Mm -hmm. I was like needed to keep myself (laughs) occupied. Right. I wasn't going back to work. Some, you know, as you know, I'm in Canada. So we get like a year of maternity leave. So awesome. um, So I was at home with my daughter and it was the same thing. I'm like, well I'll start a blog. Because <laughs> that's a great idea when you're super busy with like a baby at home. <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: right. <laughs> I definitely feel that.
0: <laughs> so you started your blog and it's just a way for you to like get the information out there that you want to share with like other parents. Um, that are busy and trying to live this green lifestyle and potentially work and have like kids at home.
1: Right. Yeah. As if it's easy, right?
0: (laughs) Right. As if it's easy,
1: (laughs) it can be easy. It's baby steps,
0: right? Like Mm -hmm. literally baby steps, but I love your Instagram reels. I love what you share. So, you know, anyone, if you want to follow Lacey on Instagram, we'll mention it at the end, but you can find Lacey. It's, is it, what's your Instagram handle? It's at teach, go green. I was going to say, go teach green. (laughs) (laughs) That is not it. My friends, Lacey will say it one more time. It's at teach, go green. Yeah. So she has so much educational things on her Instagram and on her website. So I just wanted to plug that now. So let's kind of dive into, I know you're passionate about cloth diapering. I cloth diapered both my kids. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's a little bit addicting, but, um, once you start, it's almost like you can't stop. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So I'd love to talk about that a little bit. You know, we talk about busy and cloth diapering. Sometimes that doesn't really go hand in hand because it's not as convenient. Most people believe as traditional diapers. So Mm -hmm. can we talk a little bit about cloth diapering? Um, just in general, any tips that you have for parents, any advice on cloth diapering?
1: Yeah, I could talk about cloth diapering forever. (laughs) I'm sure you can relate to that, right? Yes. (laughs) Um, So with cloth diapering, cloth diapering was something that I knew I wanted to do even before I had kids. And I know that sounds crazy, but I guess because I was already in this environmental headspace, I just knew that that was something that I was going to try. I didn't know how successful I was going to be, but I knew I was going to give it a good try. So my first tip for any parent that is interested in cloth diapering or even considering it is also have disposables. So what I did and on my registry, I had cloth diapers, but I also had disposable diapers because I thought, you know, hey, I, I just need a backup plan. I need to make sure that I have a way out. I, I want to give myself grace, honestly. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with giving yourself grace and allowing yourself to also have disposable diapers. It's baby steps, kind of like we talked about. So with that, no one believed that I was going to cloth diaper. So no one purchased any cloth diapers for me, from my registry. And so that's okay though, because I got even more ego. So I actually went to a secondhand baby store and I got some cloth diapers. I started talking to friends about my desire to cloth diaper. And so they were referring me to friends who had cloth diapers they were willing to give to me because their babies had outgrown them or they were potty trained. So I ended up having... An entire secondhand stash of cloth diapers to start out, which was even better because I didn't have any necessarily financial investment. I had all of these diapers and I was I was scared, but I was ready. So the first couple of weeks we just used disposables because let's be honest, you're exhausted and <laughs> you have to keep you know a new human alive and so my husband was like I cannot even I can't even think about trying to learn how to cloth diaper so we gave ourselves a couple weeks and while I was still on maternity leave I thought now is the best time to try I'm home right now it's just me and him let's just give it a go and I never looked back. I put it on and I probably, I'm sure that it was so wrong, you know, but, (laughs) but it was fine. He, he didn't leak or anything. We figured out how it worked and we just got better and better. Uh, So my second piece of advice, I think is just try it and just practice. There are tons of YouTube videos and resources that can help and guide you. But I would definitely just say not to get too bogged down in different types and all of that. Just just give it a try. Give it a try and know that it doesn't have to be all or nothing.
0: And I think the other thing is when it comes to cloth diapers, there's so many different types of cloth diapers. And I'm sure you're going to talk about that. But there's just so many. There's ones that are super easy to use for that person that just wants it to almost be like a disposable. And mm-hmm. then there's other ones where there's more inserts and that's a little bit like, oh, we have the diaper, now we got to put a shell and then blah, blah, we got to do like a headstand. yeah, um, where It's a little bit more intense, but I think there's just so many options out there that to mimic more of the conventional so mm-hmm. that more parents would want to cloth diaper and just keep it easier on parents.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the things that I think is so cool about cloth diapers. It's just... It seems like it's inconvenient, but once you get the hang of it, it's really not. It it really isn't. And I'll say that my mom, I think you asked me this question before, and I don't know if I've answered it on the podcast yet, but you asked me about whether or not I grew up in a sustainable home. And the answer is no, I did not. So when I told my mom who watches my son, uh, she watched him while I was going into the office full time. I told her I was cloth diapering and I was going to stick with it. She was nervous. And when I say she was like, listen, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it, but she is a total believer now. I mean, she is full circle. She thinks they're the best thing. She brags about them all the time. She'll tell anyone who listens because once you get the hang of it, it really is something that it's fun It's not as difficult as it may seem. And it's so much better for the environment. It just decreased waste so much and saves so much money.
0: And a little cloth diapering bum is like the cutest thing on the planet. And they're like the fluffy little bum. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Because it's like, if if anyone listening has ever cloth diapered, their bum is bigger just because of the cotton. Mm -hmm. And they're so cute. And then when they put like little pants over top, it's like even bigger. It's just like the cutest thing. And when they fall doesn't hurt as much because I've got all that cushioning.
1: <laughs> yep. And I have to tell you, so now that it's finally getting warm out, you know, my daughter can wear a top and just have her cloth diaper on. Yeah. And for on. Sure. Oh, it is the cutest thing. Her juicy little legs are just sticking <laughs> out. It's so cute. It really is.
0: <laughs> it is like, and like you said, it you can come come into like a routine with it, right? I was very adamant on cloth diapering and mm-hmm. not using disposables. And so okay. I went a little extreme in the sense of like, we traveled, I brought the cloth diapers, I found Mm -hmm. out there was a laundry mat, Mm -hmm. I washed the the diapers, everyone thought I was a nut job. And I said, No, (laughs) I'm not buying disposables. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stick with this. But it doesn't have to be that, right? right? You have a great cloth diapering guide. And Mm -hmm. before before we chatted, I looked through it. And at some point, you said it doesn't have to be all or nothing, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. I think that's true for anything in life. And specifically, you know, we're talking about sustainability, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. So it could be, I know a lot of parents that they cloth diaper at home, but when they leave the house, they have disposables. When they take their kids to daycare, maybe they use disposables and at home it's cloth. It just depends what works best for you. And so I feel like if somebody just cloth diapers half the time, that's still better than none of the time, right?
1: Absolutely. One of the things that I talk about often just on my platform, on my blog, and especially on Instagram is I am a complete believer in doing the best that you can with what you're given at that time and what works for your family. So what works for Environmental Lacy today may be different (laughs) than Environmental Lacy tomorrow, you know, and that's, and I, and I think that that's okay. I definitely respect people who are total all or nothing. I have so much respect for that. But when I'm thinking about busy parents and how to make eco living in itself sustainable, I think giving ourselves grace is incredibly important and it helps make the lifestyle a lot easier, a lot easier to understand and a lot easier to continue. So for us with cloth diapers, is it okay if I talk a little bit about our routine? Of course. Of course. Okay. I'd love Uh, to hear your routine. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. So like I said, I'll talk, I work from home mostly now. So if I'm talking about my busiest time, although too littles, it's pretty busy right now too. But um, if I'm talking about like when I worked outside of the home and still cloth diapered, the way that it would work for us, we would have our we would have our cloth diapers and we'd make sure they were all washed and ready. And we did use pocket diapers. Those are just the ones I told you guys earlier that we had a lot of them given to us secondhand. And those were the majority of the ones that were given to us. They were pocket diapers. So it's just what I ended up going with and I really like them. So my husband and I at night, after we washed, we would sit on the couch kind of veg out, watch some TV and stuff cloth diapers. <laughs> and when you have your, your baby and you have a newborn, you're super tired. And that right there is like living the life, just kind of vegging out and watching TV. So that's what we do. We would stuff the diapers to get ready for the next day. And I would pack the diapers inside of the diaper bag for my son. At the time we use disposable wipes and Now, looking back on it, I don't even know why. Did you use disposable wipes?
0: No, I use cloth, but I'm like, I'm really can be super extreme in like my green living. I have to tone (laughs) it down on social media like tenfold, Mm -hmm. but um, I can be lazy at the same time. So, what Mm -hmm. I did was I just made foaming soap with like Dr. Broner's. Yeah. And I would spray their bum with it, like Mm -hmm. the foaming pump, and then wipe it with a wet cloth. (laughs) That was like lazy diapering. And then if I left the house, I would just, Put I'd have like um, a wet a small wet bag, mm-hmm. and I'd put a bunch of wet cloth in it. And yep. then if I had to change them, I would have the foaming pump with me, and I'd spray their bum and then wipe yes. it. I know some people would like pre-make it, but I'm like, eh, I'll just spray their bum when I get there. It's even I don't mean, I like I can miss a step, you know what I mean? Like I don't right. have to now make the actual wipes. But that's how I did it. It just and I still have. It's funny we're talking about this because I still have those wipes that I used Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they're all full of holes and (laughs) most of them are actually in a bag and I have like a first first aid like a first aid and I put them all in the bag so if anyone bleeds I just use those to like wipe up the blood
1: I love that yeah so, and every time I look at them, I'm like, I wiped your butt with this <laughs> to my kids. I don't know <laughs> why. So like, no sentimental.
0: I <laughs> know. I'm like, I miss cloth diapering,
1: even though you're like so far out of diapers. Yeah. <laughs> so we use disposable. And like I said, I don't, I don't really know why we chose disposable wipes. It's more convenient, right? For some people, disposable. I, I, I would think so, but it's actually kind of an extra step because I'm putting everything in a wet bag to wash, but then I have to take the disposable wipe and go throw it away. So now we use reusable wipes. We make our own wipes pretty similar to you. And I just toss everything in the wet bag. Like there's no getting up to go throw something away because every everything just goes in the wet bag. And I was, I just keep thinking, you know, why didn't I do this to begin with? It's to me, if you're going to cloth diaper, you might as well just use reusable wipes also.
0: And you can save them for your first aid kit when you're done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, we would have our wet bag and that we would, I would just kind of attach it to the diaper bag. And that was the little, that's a little kit. That's all you need. You need the diapers and we use disposable wipes. But if you make your own wipes, I do pre-make my wipes Most of the time, sometimes I do just use this spray and, you know, wipe, but a lot of times I do pre-make the wipes because then it just makes it easier for me to grab and go. And we use Dr. Bronner's as well. Very gentle soap. And that's pretty much it. That's really all you need. And we wash our diapers about every two days. I would say no longer than three days. How often did you wipe your diaper, wash your diapers?
0: probably every couple of days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, I was at home, right? So it's not like I had, I was at home for the first year with my daughter. So, right. and even with my son, mm-hmm. Yeah, probably every couple of days I would wash them. Yeah. Give or take. Do you <laughs> hang dry your diapers or do you put them in the dryer?
1: It's a little bit of both. It's, it just depends on how much time I've given myself right. and how close we are <laughs> to running out. <laughs> <laughs> But I found that they dry pretty quickly, which is really nice. Well, the pocket diapers that we have, I know some of the diapers do take a little bit longer to dry, but we don't even... So our outside our backyard, we have a lot of trees. So line drying isn't always ideal for us when the trees are bloomed uh, because the sun just can't really get in. So we just have a drying rack that we use inside. And so if I wash diapers that night... I hang them on the drying rack and they're dry by the next morning.
0: Right. And if they're like a little bit damp, then you just pop them in in Mm -hmm. the dryer. Right. Yeah, That's what I used to do even for laundry in general, Mm -hmm. hang everything up. And if I needed it in the morning, but it's still like a little bit of dampness, but it's Mm -hmm. essentially dry. I would just put, you know, put the clothing in the dryer when it was diapering. I would just, they were still had that dampness. If it didn't, you know, in the crevices sometimes stuff wouldn't always dry. Mm -hmm. I would just pop in the dryer. I mean, And just like a side note, the more times you put stuff in the dryer because it's being heated, like it damages your stuff more. So if you want to keep your cloth diapers in better condition, Mm -hmm. it's also better to, and clothing in general, it's better to hang them up than having that heat constantly heating up the cotton or the hemp or whatever it is that you're using. It'll extend the life of your diapers. Like I use the same diapers on both my kids Mm -hmm. um, and I still have some that... I gave away after. So they were getting like the third and fourth round. So mm-hmm. I just tried to take care of them as much as possible. And then some of the ones I had, I also got secondhand like you did.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's so amazing just thinking about how many people they must have went through, you know, and on the note of the dryer, dryers also use a lot of energy. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of energy to heat up that air. So it also saves energy not drying as often.
0: old gods have fallen and the world descends
1: into turmoil
0: but amidst nations rallying their armies
1: a nefarious cult hellbent on chaos and the new gods attempting to seize control of it all a spark of hope arises
0: we are the agents of repair and we vow to contest these evils
1: to make the world a better place no matter what stands in our way Listen to Venture Forth, a D&D podcast across all podcasting platforms.
0: Oh, for sure. And again, on the topic of dryers and when you use the dryer, it can also be beneficial to the environment. You know, if it's, at a busy time, like when people are home from four to nine kind of thing, that's mm-hmm. when people are doing dishes or using their dishwasher, or they're maybe putting a load of laundry. in. so if you maybe use a dryer later before you go to bed, there's mm-hmm. less people using the dryer as well. So that could also, you know, help the environment to a certain point as well.
1: Yeah. One of the things that I feel like people always ask me about cloth diapers is what to do with the poop. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get that question? Yes, I do get that question. (laughs) Yeah. So the way that I handle poop, so I did breastfeed and I'm currently breastfeeding my daughter and I did breastfeed my son and it's super easy. You just up until they start solids, you just toss it into the, the washer. So poop and all, it goes right into the washer, water soluble. Not a big deal at all. Don't even have to think about it. If anything, that is like the easiest cloth diapering stage because everything <laughs> just goes into the washer. After they start start solids, it gets a little tricky. And I would say that's because you have that like sticky poop phase, that mm-hmm. thick, gross in between poop. And for us, we use the dip and swish method Yeah. We,
0: I did that as well. Like with the bucket. Yeah.
1: Well, I just go right in the toilet. (laughs) Um, and I know that's not for everyone, but for us, it was super easy. I, my first, so my son, my husband was like not into it. So I would do all the gross diapers. (laughs) He called them swishers. Like that was, (laughs) so if he would change a diaper and it was one of the sticky ones, he'd be like, Hey babe, we have a swisher. (laughs) And I would know, all right, you know, I have to switch the diaper. But now, second go around, he like, he's all into it. (laughs) It doesn't even matter anymore. But that like weird sticky poop phase, I think, is a little bit difficult for people. But after that, after that little brief period, then their poop gets solid, you know, when they're definitely on solids. And for us, I would say 90% of the time, it's just a plop in the toilet. Right. And it's not even... It's not even that big of a deal. You just plop it in there and then you dispose of the the, the diaper like you normally would.
0: Yeah, it can be that simple. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there and it really is. Do you cloth diaper pretty much a hundred percent of the time or do you do you still use disposables?
1: I use disposables at night. So one disposable at nighttime is what we use. And so that works for us. I did do disposables 100% of the time when they were little, and then um, as they got older. So right now, my daughter's almost 12 months. Um, I just use one disposable, and that's kind of how that works for us.
0: Yeah, so you can totally cut diaper 95% of the time, mm-hmm. or 100% or 50% for us. I pretty much cloth diapered the whole time. I don't remember buying disposables for my daughter. Um, The only time we started buying disposables was for pull-ups when they were in daycare Mm. because I bought the disposable pull-ups and they were, I think it was user error on their part, personally. But (laughs) so I would use them at home and it would be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But at daycare it was, you know, they would pee through and then it would get on their blanket and they hated it. So I just found like, Organic, organic cotton pull-ups. So mm-hmm. at daycare, they would have the disposable pull-ups, but then like during the day, if they were with me or mm-hmm. like anytime at home that we would use the, um, the disposable pull-ups. Um, I love
1: that because I've, I've had people say, oh, you know, we can't use cloth diapers at daycare, so I'm not going to cloth diaper. But that doesn't have to be the case. You can still use disposables at daycare and use cloth diapers All the other times that your child is with you, you know, that is a total, totally acceptable thing. I have a friend who does that their daycare doesn't accept cloth. So she's disposables at daycare. And then anytime their child is with them, she uses cloth diapers and it works and it still decreases waste significantly. Yeah,
0: it took me. So when my daughter was a year and a half or almost, yeah, almost two years old, a year and a half, two is when she started daycare. Mm hmm and trying to find a daycare in Quebec is already hard enough as it is <laughs> here in Quebec but i had to i wanted to find a daycare that would take cloth diapers
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: it was like finding a unicorn it was it was hard but i found a daycare that would take it but i'm 99% sure after both my kids went through daycare they never did it again <laughs> i'm like 100% positive that because once they got to pull-ups, it was like, okay, we can't use the cloth pull-ups. Like, this just isn't working. So I yeah. think they were counting down the days that Jackson would not be in diapers mm-hmm. and be in pull-ups and then say, it's not working.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so I'm pretty sure they don't do cloth diapers for anyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was just for us. But it was a private daycare. Okay. We pay, you know, way more money to go to a private daycare than a subsidized daycare here in Quebec, but... I just remember, yeah, we can't use cloth. Nope, doesn't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. I think that's something that's very common. And I understand. And I think a part of it is because a lot of those daycare centers, they already have so much going on. Right. And cloth site brings out of the norm for most people. So having that learning curve while also trying to juggle with other kids, I can imagine it's a bit taxing for them.
0: Well, I think their, their biggest issue was if, Jackson or EJ had a poop. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to put it in. They didn't want to put in the diaper.
1: Yep. It's the Uh, diaper. They
0: didn't want to put it in the toilet. I got too far to leave. They didn't want to leave the classroom. Mm -hmm. And when you're in the younger, with the younger kids, usually there's a a bathroom in the classroom, but as you get older, there isn't. Mm -hmm. So I think that was also the issue. Then they would just like wrap up the poop in the diaper and then then they were didn't want to have poop in a diaper in the classroom. So it just became a problem. So they mm-hmm. were very excited when we went to disposable. Pull-ups.
1: <laughs> I understand that it's a little bit different for everybody.
0: <laughs> right. So I think cloth diapering, like you said, it's just, you know, doing the best you can. And if it's something you want to explore, if you try it out and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then use disposable.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think that's fine. I, it's, it's okay. I mean, something that I think we all have learned as parents is there's no perfection. We're just, we're really just doing the best we can. And a lot of times we don't have the answers. I personally don't know what I'm doing most of the times as a parent. I'm just doing the best I can. And the same applies with cloth diapering and even just eco living as parents, just doing the best that we can with what we have at any given time.
0: Oh, I hundred percent agree. Um, before we close up, did you have maybe one or two other tips you wanted to share? Not even about cloth diapering necessarily, just, you know, for busy parents, if, you know, before they raise their hands in the air and go enough is enough, I just can't do this. <laughs> do you have like one or two tips you can share um, for those parents that really want to live more green, but they're a little bit overwhelmed and have a lot going on?
1: Yeah, I would say the easiest thing is to just kind of incorporate it into your routine. As much as you can, just look at what you all do and see where you can naturally add more eco friendly living into your routine. And I have tons of tips and tons of examples of how to do that on my blog, which is teachgogreen.com. And you can kind of look through, I even have like an eco parenting section, and you can see some of the things that I talk about. But incorporating it into your routine so that it's not another thing that you have to do. It's just something that's normal for you all. So just one quick example of that is something like using reusables as often as possible. So my son knows when we go to the store, we bring our reusable bag. So it's just a habit that we've gotten into. So when we're going to the store, my son, who's two, he says, oh, mama, wait, (laughs) we need to get our reusable bag. Or when we go on walks, because we try to get outside as often as possible, even if it's just for a couple minutes, he points out litter to me, you know, hey, mama, that's litter because he knows that when we're on a walk, we pick up litter while we're out there. And so those kind of things of just getting in the habit of adding things into your normal routine. So you're going to the store anyway, getting in the habit of adding those bags. You are going to let your son or your daughter or your kids go outside and play getting in the habit of teaching them how to spot litter and pick it up. Those kind of things really do make a difference and it creates a culture of eco-friendly living in your life.
0: I 100% agree. Because I think a lot of people get overwhelmed because they think they have to add all these components to their life Mm -hmm. that they weren't doing before. Mm -hmm. And then they try it and then it was too much. So I love Mm -hmm. how you're explaining, you know, it's one thing at a time. It's one baby step, just incorporate that into your lifestyle. So then it doesn't become overwhelming.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it really is all about sustainability and, in talking about sustainability, that also means living sustainably, but sustainably being able to keep up these habits, you know, we don't want to go all in and then realize that it's too much it's easier if you, a little lot of time, add things in and make those habits before adding other things.
0: I love it. I'm so happy that you came on to chat with me today. <laughs> it's been an awesome conversation. Can you share where people can find you? I know you already mentioned your website. You can mention again, your Instagram. And then um, I will put in the show notes, the link to Lacey's free cloth diapering ebook. So if anybody wants to get their hands on it with some tips and tricks on cloth diapering, that will be in the show notes for anybody to grab.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So the best way to find me is probably on my Instagram. I'm pretty active there. If you want to follow me there, my handle is at teach go green. And I also update my blog weekly and my blog name is teachgogreen.com. There you'll find eco-friendly living tips, eco-parenting tips, and also some eco-product reviews. And I'm always happy to chat with you all and kind of compare notes and exchange more eco-friendly living tips.
0: Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on, taking the time out of your schedule as a busy mom with two littles to come on and chat with me. So thank you so much.
1: No problem. This was great. Thank you so much for the invite.
0: You're welcome. So for more Green Living inspiration, you can listen to some other podcast episodes that I have. A couple of my favorites are number 29, Keeping Green Fun with inventor and owner of Big B, Little B, Amy Lineback episode number 21, eight ways to create a low waste lunch and number 19, 23 ways to reduce your plastic in 2022. You can stay connected with me on Instagram at green junkie podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the green junkie podcast on the platform you're listening to. If you're curious about zero-waste living, sustainable fashion, or wondering how to read food, cleaning, and product labels, I've got you covered. For direct access to me, your green living expert, click the link in the show notes where you can ask me questions and get a customized plan on how you can live a greener life. I will be your personal green Google, and you can pick my brain. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next Tuesday, Green Junkie.